Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insider of the insiders of the insiders. Tyler Keel. You know, we need to, we, I, I know we are a, a hockey show, Alex, but it needs to be said. The Lions oh, got oh, God. screwed. Oh, Lord. All right. Um, S-K-R-U-D. If you want to skip, I'd, I'd, I'd skip the first five minutes screwed. of this right now. Uh, then we'll talk about some it hockey. Was, it was, listen, I, skip I get it. The Thank Lions you. offense was Goodbye. bad in the second half. I get it. However. But two hands to the face calls when he's grabbing him by the shoulders. Listen. Hands the, to the chest. It's not a penalty, folks. Well, Okay. When you look at the play, obviously, no. There's no way you call that. Second of all, just in general, officiating this year already, and the NFL has been atrocious. And the worst part is they were and supposed every, to get better since the NFC ev- Championship game. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's they were saying. supposed to be better after the blown call last year. Drew, yeah. I, Drew Brees, him and I, we, we can have a heart-to-heart and honest one now. We can, be, we can hold each other's hand and say, I feel you, friend, and that's it. Are you going to sit by the fire saying kumbaya? Absolutely. Drew Brees, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> so they're taking selfies, Drew Brees. No, but, it'd be like, it'd be no, like listen, it'd be the everyone, epitome of Jeff Bridges and Tom Brady doing the Ugg commercial. Well, listen, everyone's saying it too, and you have like broadcasters and people on when, like yeah, ESPN, TSN. People are saying the, these these refs need to be held accountable. They when, need to be fined. They or they need to be fired, or something needs to happen to them. Like it's one thing if it's just you know Lions it's a fans. Pro- when. You, when Sno- you know what's a problem when Stephen A. Smith gets into it. When Steve Simmons. You know what you know what's going on. Steve problem. Simmons, writer for the Leafs, who does I did not know watch football. He even agreed it was awful. You get the mic out of your mouth. I didn't have it in my mouth. I was repositioning it. Alright, so yeah, so if it sounds a little different today, we do apologize. So we should probably mention for, well, let's mention what we have here. We are using the headsets that I use for the broadcast for the hockey games. Yeah. And the reason why we're doing that, Alex... We have a guest. We have a guest! That's the hint. For the first time this season, we have a guest. We're going to have... We're going to be joined by Eric Johnsgaard of SB Nation's Fear of the Fin. Talk about some San Jose Sharks. Talked a little bit about it on... Was it Thursday? Oh, Wednesday. Fear of the Fin. Fear of the Fin. Hey, it's clever. No, when, no, you, SB when, Nation, SB when Nation, you say that, all I can think of is like... Finn, the mascot from the Griffins, just being scary because oh, he's a little—he's a little buddy. Gri- yeah, still. The, yeah. Yes. Who they allowed? Hey, we're gonna vote on the name of the second mascot. What are we gonna call it? Well, first one's name is Griff, and they're called the Griffins, so we should name him Finn. Well, let's call him Finn. That's a yeah, great idea. Griff Finn. You know, what? I'll be honest. I love the Griffins Youth Foundation, but that should not have been up to them. I mean, that was just bad. That's like, clever. We should have gone with what my. But think about no, it. No, it, it should have been Dad's name, Thunder Chicken. Here comes Griff and Thunder Chicken. No. <laughs> Bring it in the... <laughs> here, here he comes. I'm coming in from the south side. Buddy Thunder Chicken. Buddy th- no, it's Griff <laughs> and Thunder Chicken. And I'm turning the mics down because so I look at the levels right now. I'm like, oh my, we're going to break the sound barrier. That's fine. You gotta turn that sucker down. So before we do get our guest on here, make sure to follow us on 
Twitter at the Keel Podcast using the hashtag the Keel Podcast. And tell us what you think of officiating and see which is worse, the NFL or the NHL, because NBA is just, I mean, it's fixed. I mean, there's no question about it. There just isn't any officiating. It's like, uh. Well, Kawhi Le- okay. Kawhi- well, you see, I haven't made a call in about five minutes. Let's Probably make seven. Let's make a bad Well, shoot, the Jets Cowboys game on Sunday. There were seven flags in a row. Yeah. On, on both teams. It wasn't just, I think it wasn't, it was the Cowboys. It wasn't as bad as the Lions the game. The Cowboys was, was were driving bad. late, and because we were watching it when we were eating, I ate, I ate too many wings on hey, Sunday. Steve, hey, Stephen A. Smith, talking about the Cowboys. Stephen A. Smith talking about the Cowboys? No, it's like him talking about the Knicks. Are you shocked? Yeah, but he likes picking on the Cowboys, though. But, like, it, the thing is that, like, he's giving up on the Giants, though. Now the Jets want a game, though, because Sam Darnold's going to really lead him back. Remember when Sam Darnold beat the Lions last year? Everyone thought he was going to be the greatest thing. I mean, he's doing pretty all right. He, uh, yeah, one game. I mean, the quarterback for Indianapolis is doing pretty all right. The quarterback for Baltimore is doing pretty all right. Why not the quarterback for the Giants? You want to know how good these quarterbacks fresh are? Blood we have blood. no idea who they are. No, because Pittsburgh's quarterback, Duck Hodges. Dave Hodges. <laughs> Duck Dodgers to the Duck Hodges to the rescue. Uh, yeah, just call him the, Duck Dodgers. That, that first half, Kelly had to look at our father and said, "John, was he like this younger for his entire life?" Well, and, no wonder and, and Dad he, don't like her. She and, says John, and he and he said, "And no, here's what he said. He said worse because <laughs> I was faster." Yeah, now you're slower. Thankfully for the amount of intake in beer. And maturity combined into one more beer than maturity, but and nonetheless, everything just kind of slows down, which is good. But I'm still a little spacey. But yeah, no, uh, you're still spacey. You're just a slow spacey. I'm a slow spacey. I'm I'm like I'm like I'm trying to think. I can't think of another galaxy name that was slow. Is there a galaxy that's slow? Well, because like none, because they're all going at billions of bajillions miles per hour. What if what if one's only going billions though? That's the one I'm a part of. Come on, can you? All right, all right, use the hashtag the Kill Podcast and tell Alex what I'm trying to get at here, please. Because clearly, you ain't getting it. Also, make sure to check in to see what the Downtown Sports Network has. Oh, Downtown to... Steelers are in Downtown Patriots are having a good show this week, I guarantee you. Absolutely. I'm sure Pats the, win. I'm sure they're talking about uh, what, what's been going on with the officiating and the different like to know, games that I are would, going on. I'm going to probably listen to Downtown Packers this week. And hey, don't forget, also, downtown college football. Yes, Michigan won, somehow. Side note, little soapbox here. Did you hear about the, the state of Wisconsin wanting to take the Upper Peninsula? Is this recent, or? No, yeah, this is recent. I thought you were talking about, like, you know, like, the 19, like, early No, now, century, like, 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 right now. Well, okay, okay, so okay, let, 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 let me explain this to you. If you look at it this way. Half the Upper Peninsula is Packers fans anyways. Fair. However, let me explain this to you. So it all started with um, Mountain Dew. They have this campaign this year. It's called Dew Nation. United States of Mountain Dew. Or United States of Dew. Whatever you want to call it. United and States of Dew. In the, in the promotional graphic that they have on all of their stuff, including their bottles, the Upper Peninsula, like in every state, has their own like pattern or whatever. Michigan's like, I think, polka dots or something like that. Uh, you Wisconsin is like slashed patterns, and the Upper Peninsula is also slashed patterns. So, someone made the joke of, hey, when did the UP become Wisconsin? And someone on Twitter, oh, yeah. someone on Twitter posed as the Upper Peninsula, like they had, they had a, a cow and everything, saying, like the Stanley, the, well, the Stanley is, and then used like the clapping emoji of, I'm not, the, I'm not Wisconsin, 
I'm the Upper Peninsula. Sincerely, um, sincerely America's Peninsula. And then after and that... Then Puerto Rico's sitting there, we're trying, darn it! And then a bunch of other things happen, blah, 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 blah. Needless to say, well, it's not needless to say. That, put that one in the put jar. Put that in the jar. But, um, obviously, University of Wisconsin dominating in college football beats Michigan. They're not dominating. They're going to play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship and get Beats Michigan. Handedly, shuts out Michigan State. Yeah, because the Wolverines lose for a touchdown. And then they made a post. The door's gonna probably swing open here in about five seconds. And then they and then they said, and they made a post saying with with the the final scores of both of those games, and I think it was one more other game because they must have played another Michigan team. And they said, well, like what, like Western or Central? That doesn't count. Well, regard- that is an outlier of a Ir- Regardless, they 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 put all those those scores up there, and under all of that, they said. We'll be taking the deed to the pen- Upper Peninsula. Thanks. Because they beat the best you Michigan has to offer. <laughs> I, want Mo- I want Michigan Tech to get in there and play them in football. I want to see that game. Maybe they have a chance and say, we're defending our own turf. And just see- I don't know. No, we just need to play them in the game that actually matters. Hockey. Well, uh, I'm interested because Wisconsin is... Downtown sports, downtown sports hockey? I, I, mean, I, I mean, college hockey? I Listen... I'd love to do a college hockey podcast, strict one. I, Harris and I, I think, would love to do that. Here's the problem with that, Alex. We both have jobs. <laughs> That's The fair. fact that we, I make time for this is within itself. Like, literally, we set the up the The fact that we, like, we set, I barely get it here. That's why, like, half up, the time you have to do shows by yourself. We set up the show. I literally set up the show, and then I do the show. I don't have time to, like, I, like, I write notes in my phone about, ooh, that's interesting. Wow, the Flames really stunk against Vegas. Let's write about that. Or, you know, Patty Marlowe making an immediate impact. Oh, let's write about, let's, we'll talk about that. Three points. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, we, it's, it's as we go. I'd love to do one, but I just, it's tough. I mean, I think it'd be great, because we'd probably be the only one of, like, a handful that'd actually do it. Right, and... We'd have to watch games, though. Well, like, here, well yeah, that's, that's, that's another thing. thing NHL, at least NHL, you're able to watch the eight-minute, nine-minute highlights, so you're able to get more of a feel for the game. Right. College, it's... That's a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. Maybe a save. That's a goal. That's it. Right. It's it's basically just highlight packages. Which, I mean, you have to like it have to be like feature interviews the entire time. You wouldn't be able to talk about oh this team's playing bad because this guy's only scoring three points in four games. Well, how the games go, you don't know. Well, right. At least here and, we and, can and be like that. Just well, goes back to like coverage and stuff, and then you'd have to go and see. You mean the thing I preach about at Davenport for the last three years? <laughs> Lack of coverage. Yeah. And I come in here. I'm getting paid twenty thousand dollars less than I should be. Let's. Coverage, everything. Apparently, we're trying to do commercials. Hey, stay tuned for that. They've been they've been trying to do that for three years now. So, like I said, I'm hey the fact that they send me they I was at hey, email, I've been, hey I've I been, was in the email list, Alex. You know what's gonna happen? It's gonna get done now. Sure, it's gonna get done. I mean, I've been getting I've been giving hockey promotions left and right. So something hey, I'm okay needs to happen. That. Yeah, get your head out of the dang camera shot. <laughs> you that goal, the one that almost went in. You were in the ways. <laughs> we could watch the replay. Hey, oh, is this big white hat jumping the way? Hey, I, I just so happened to be in front of the camera, and I am. You a, said I am a passionate. You didn't even use the darn cowbell. Well, because because I didn't want to scare away my friend, but I I ended up scaring her anyways because I I yelled at the team a lot. Yes, you a were yelling. No, yeah, it was the broadcast of me, and then you in the background. Skate, stop pouting and play <laughs> hockey. Let's go. Just let's go to you. Mm. 
And then you're, you and Kate did your like, cute little dance for this card. It's time to rock around to rock around this right on top of chicken. I'm pretty sure. Okay, what's a longer goal? I'm mad. I'm mad this little girly. I'm trying to think. So the New Jersey Devils have used Rock and Roll Part 2, I'm pretty sure, for since the 90s. I'm pretty sure Dav- Davenport is second in longest goal song because they've used that, I'm pretty sure, since before I was there. It's been that long. So, anyways. I mean. What? Well, no. Kerncraft. Well, well, well Boston D- and Kerncraft, that's been a while. Oh, yeah, when Z- Zombie Nation, yeah. They had that for a decent amount of time as well. But I'm trying to think of another one. Another team that has. I mean, how long? How many years did. I mean, I was from nine, it was, I think, from 96 to, what, 2002 that the Wings used Hockey Town? 96 to 2002, that's... That sounds about right, because they eventually Six changed. years. Well, they probably used it for longer, but I just... It, it, I mean, heck, the Griffins used... Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Bum, 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 no, yeah, Rock and Roll Part 2. Yeah, Rock and Roll Part 2. Yeah, for longer, because they started that probably way back in 96. No, no, they did. They, that was the, one of the first songs. And then they went to Zombie Nation. And oh, then whoa, whoa, oh, and they went to that one song. They went to that, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then they did Adam, or not Adam Cole. Um, Axel, no. Adam Rose. Adam Rose's theme song, which <laughs> long after, no, that's Chicago. Oh. Um, da, 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 uh, oh, da, 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 yeah, do, yeah, yeah, no. Then, then Adam Rose left WB, and they still used it. I think they finally changed it, didn't they? No, they changed it a while ago, like two years ago, at least. Is like before they changed their logo. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Well, the logo's fine. No, no, they changed the logo, and then they changed the song after. Because I remember mm-hmm. that. Alex, that's before. Why, that's why it was 2015. Yeah. I remember. You want to know why? Because I was in the promo videos. <laughs> no, you weren't. Yes, I was. No, seriously, I was. Well, it wasn't like the official, like, you know, crazy promos. It was them skating, doing, it was their summer skate. It was Nathan Pache and Jeff Oh, that's Jeff right, Hogan. because you, you were getting your head cut off by Ferk. Ferk wasn't there. Ferk had, that was your, okay, that was your Ferk signed with Carolina, got put on waivers, picked up by Detroit. That was the first time Marty tried to leave. Now Marty's, I think he's, is he with Ontario or is he still with L.A.? With Dude, West I West? have no idea, and you know what? I don't care. He is a one-dimensional player. He is Patrick Lyonet, except... He can. He can't aim his shot. He can't. He cannot. It's like it's like taking taking a kid, like a football player, to a golfing range, like a, a driving range. He does not. He's not aiming. He's just hitting the ball. He is. Mar- I hit the ball hard. Patrick Laine could be a golfer. Marty Furk would be a a long drive champion. Yeah, that'd be the comparable. Well, I mean, given that he would hit it straight. You know what? They don't measure for straight. Alex measure for distance. No, they hit it for accuracy. Well, I mean, if you don't, if you, you, have, don't, you have to keep it, yes, within the lines or whatever it is. Yeah, if you don't hit it between the lines, it don't matter. He can hit it 50 million yards Patrick left. Patrick Liney would go straight down the middle. Marty Furk would go between A and B, and unfortunately, it's like hockey. He'll put it, he will shoot the puck as hard as possible. He'll keep it in the rink. Now, whether or not it hits the net, goes off the glass, hits probably the netting, or probably, you know, he would probably hit two hundred one where the where the where the music guys are. Let's be honest, he hits Kaiser. He could he could hit Kaiser <laughs> if he was shooting towards the towards the uh, towards the penalty box. Somehow it ramps off the toe of his stick and it just hits poor Bob. <laughs> poor Bob Kaiser. Poor Bob, man. There's no yeah. poor Bob. He's he's doing fine. <laughs> that is true. So, um, before we get into the interview, we'll do some quick some 
quick, 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 quick stuff. I don't say quick stuff. We got time. We got a little news and notes. We have uh, a couple injuries, and by a couple I mean four, that are really notable. Um, David Krejci is day-to-day with an undisclosed uh, injury as of Darn, right now. I was hoping they would disclose it because, you know, that's what, that's what NHL teams love to do, disclose injuries. Absolutely. He left the game Monday against the Ducks. I'm still waiting to hear back on the specifics from that. But you then know, again, it's a, Boston, so you're not going to hear that, that was, for a yeah, while. Anaheim's first loss this season, and Boston looked good. Now, don't, don't remember. you got to remember. It's Boston, early on. Boston on Columbus Day, for some dumb reason, is always good. They play on they play those afternoon games, and they just will dominate. One o'clock, two o'clock games. I don't think they've. I someone please tweet me and tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think they've lost more than five in the last since they've started doing the the afternoon games. I mean, it's kind of on fitting. The I mean, it's kind of fitting though. Boston is just like they right, play, they play really well. They murder people, and it's on Columbus Day. Who knows? Hey, yeah, they take over. Well, no, Columbus. No, yeah, the, that was, no. That yeah, was the Bahamas, Alex member. Don't matter. The Pilgrims came over and took over. That's what they do. And yeah, it's Boston. They're pretty much the Pilgrims, except you know, whatever. Yeah, they just give. That's what that that's how they win the games, and that's how they do so well. Nineteen to nothing. You want to know why? Because the other team's got measles. <laughs> they get and smallpox. And don't know how to use firearms. <laughs> no, they know how to use firearms. You just didn't have them. Exactly. Great. <laughs> but um, so that is. David Krejci for it. Matt Zuccarello is also out. He is day-to-day with a lower body injury. Didn't make the road trip, and he's out tonight. And you know you know uh, when one team out west is playing the Leafs when Sportsnet and TSN are just loaded with that team's coverage for the day? So yeah. right now it's Minnesota Wild Day <laughs> yep. in, on Sportsnet. And they're everyone, talking, oh, Matt and, Zuccarello. And, and everyone's shaking their fists. See, it's the Toronto Sports Network. Oh, shut up. Just get over it. We, they, we show the sends, too. <laughs> We says the person that prefers uh, Sportsnet over TSN. I prefer the three-letter channel. I whatever. prefer. Okay. I like Elliot Friedman and Chris Johnson. I like Bob McKenzie. That's it. I don't like Drakes. I don't like Pierre LeBron. I like Gordon Miller and Ray Ferraro. It's the best broadcasting team in the league. Bad bro- best broad. When they when they do World Juniors, that is music to my ears. Now. Some I like John Bartlett. He's a lot better than Paul Romanuk, but I prefer TSN's play-by-play, Sportsnet's panel. Well, yeah, maybe one yeah, day. Okay, yeah, Big Lebowski. Yeah, well, that's just you know your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's just your opinion, man. You know, it's like yeah, I mean yeah. yeah. White Russian. But Zuccarello out, and that's a lot of money you're paying to a guy that's hurt. Right. Um, Jacob Markstrom is on personal leave right now. Said, oh, and the Wild are already up one nothing. Oh, boy. Uh, Markstrom uh, is on personal leave with uh, what was reported as family um, matters. So Which? that's going to be meaning that there is going to – well, I mean, there's no longer va- – I mean, it's not a vacancy in the Vancouver net because – Thatcher um, Demko. Yes, Thatcher this? Demko is there as well. This? And uh, – well, let me look at it. Zane McIntyre has been uh, recalled yeah. this, um, this, from, yeah. This gives, from Utica, but no, this gives Demko a real opportunity here. And opportunity. He, he hasn't really had one yet in his career, so I'm interested to see how he takes this because he's, he played a little bit last year. Markstrom was still a starting goaltender. I don't know where Demko's game is because he hasn't really been a full, I mean, he was a full-time starter down in, with uh, with Utica or over with Utica, it's not right. down. 
But I'm curious to see what happens here because obviously there, when he was drafted and with his development, he was the plan to be the goaltender of the future. So now it's going to be, all right, well, we've developed you. We've given you this opportunity. If it doesn't work, now you're hoping for Mikey DiPietro. Which, and Mikey DiPietro will be like, they're giving me a chance. I catch with my right hand. No, 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 no. You're thinking Rick. No, Mikey DiPietro. He's Mikey DiPietro's. Oh. Mikey, I'm... remember, actually got into a game last year because all the Utica goaltenders were hurt, and he was like the only Vancouver goaltender. That's right. I was thinking wrong. That was signed. So he came in and got lit up for like six in his first NHL game. They're going to give me another chance? Yeah. Uh, wrong goalie. I was thinking of at least. Mikey DiPietro is not going to get a $21 million contract. No. <laughs> or 15 years, whatever the heck it was. I wouldn't give him two months. Uh, but no, then again, I'm, cri- I'm very I, critical. I'll give Mikey another chance. I, he just got put in a real bad spot. He wasn't ready. I'd rather give show. Thatcher Demko seven chances before I give him two. Well, you have to because Thatcher Demko, you're going to give Zing McIntyre that? No, you're not. You're giving Thatcher. You might. You're riding with Demko. You might. <laughs> you're riding with the Boston College boy. The Boston College. Uh, last injury of note for today is Nico Hillshire Farms. Uh, no, no, Hillshire. What? There's no L there. It's There's no L in Heshire. Well, it's Hillshire, Heshire. I, it kind of sounds similar. No, I made a joke. Yeah, I know you it's made a, a joke. It's a yoke, Ty. Get egg with it. <laughs> Could have done the show by myself. That's eh, okay. If it you get sick, we'll blame Salmonella. I'm going to throw my phone at you. <laughs> There's no chance. I'm not going to be able to get through this. Nah, I'll be fine. Nico Hirshire is uh, day-to-day with, uh, you guessed it, folks, an undisclosed uh, injury. He left. Well, the it's game. only been one day. I guess they're just more or less reanalyzing it, waiting for more of a definitive. They're probably giving him x-rays, all that good stuff. Trying, they probably know where it is. They just don't want to say it, just in case nothing is really of it. Right, right, right. Uh, he left the game Monday when they were playing the Panthers. Mother so. of goodness. This Devils, they were up three. It's the second time this season the Devils were up by at least three and get and let the other team come back to the game. Remember they, uh, against Winnipeg? Says the Toronto not, Maple Leafs fan. We're not Winnipeg. <laughs> Who was the game they were down? They were, no, it was Winnipeg. Yeah, the Devils were up four. Devils came back, won in overtime. And now they allow three again. And now, yes, the Panthers are a lot better. I get it. Yeah. But Sergei Bobrovsky is not looking like $10 million Sergei Bobrovsky. Right. I mean, <clears throat> they, were, they were outscored, outplayed, and Jack Hughes just hasn't been. Jack Hughes is shooting, buddy. I had high hopes. Are we taking a trip to Timmy's? Well, I mean, okay, excuse me, New Jersey, taking a trip to Dunkin' Donuts. Ugh. Yeah, he sh- yeah, you're right. If, if he's shooting donuts, it's because he's eating Dunkin' Donuts. That's why he's playing poorly right there. Sure. That's exactly why. For Mo- sure. Mother. I just, I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, okay, we can't, I, I we can't really, I, we can't I really it. talk, I get, though. I get why Jack Hughes is bad or not, or not doing well. It's his first few games. That being but said. Capo Caco is looking a lot better. Now, yes, he's not lighting it up. Well, you also have to remember Capo Caco comes from a completely different background where he basically played professional hockey just on a different ice surface. Right, and that, and that, I understand. College hockey is its own beast. You can't compare the two. I understand that. That said, Alex, I don't like unless you're unless you're coming from Europe or or Asia or you're coming from juniors, you're at a disadvantage. Well, my, just based on environment. 
My problem is, Alex. Like, like, okay, that's like putting okay. Somebody from University of Michigan who plays on the third line versus a first liner from Davenport University. Okay. If yeah. you if you put him in a game if you put him in a big game setting, University of Michigan Michigan guy will win every single time. I he get will it. be so I, much more composed because he's that. playing in front of thousands of people on a like regular basis, and then you have someone from Davenport, even a D one level. You know, ACHA, he's playing playing maybe in front of a hundred. And I get that, but the problem is that I just you you want him to maybe produce. And he's just not doesn't look good. Doesn't look in. Doesn't look like he belongs there. But looking at the Devils as a whole, they are being outscored, Alex, in four games. Four games, right? They only played four games. Yeah, their own four. Twenty nine. To like 16, isn't it? 13. 13, Alex. okay. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Or pardon me, 04 and 2. 04 and 2. Two overtime loss, right? The game against Winnipeg. Right, 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 right. So 04 and 2. So in six games, 29 to 13. That's a goalie problem. They are the only team that has given up, that has a double digit, excuse me, Dallas, which is ironic because Hugh Dobin and Ben Bishop, but they're the, they have the worst goals against ever, goals, goal differential. In the league. They probably have the worst goals against, too, because I don't know any goaltender that is not playing ACHA Division Three hockey that have two goaltenders that have a four-point, that have above a 4.0 goals against them. Pardon me, Junior B. Maybe Junior B. But I don't know. That, that, the D3 game that I we went to, well, I mean, you were calling it, I went was, to. No, that was okay, three no, goals back-to-back-to-back. No, to back to back. Both those goaltenders have six above six, okay? Just how it is. But Corey <laughs> Schneider is right now at a 4.09 in his four games. He's 0-3. That's a great, Black, great, great At least point Blackwood's average, at least. gotten two points. That's the only thing you can hope for. Blackwood is 4.90. I just, I don't get it. This team was supposed to be better. Now, if they're trying to lose, I'm glad they started now. Hell, if they go 0-78, no, 0-80 and 2, fine. But maybe they get a few points. Maybe they get 10 points this year. They'll go 0-72 and 10. 072 and 10. The, the Ottawa Senators, the expansion Ottawa Senators, will be sitting there laughing their keisters off, saying, ah, at least we won 10 games and made it look like we tried. Because remember, they beat Montreal. They did. The eventual Stanley Cup champions in the first game of, the, of their history. The These Ottawa Senators. Not the old Ottawa Senators. I just, you want you want to see improvement, Alex. Oh, well, you know what? Hey, I, I keep telling people this because all, all my friends that are like, man, the, these first six games are Freaking hell, dude. Like, I hate the beginning of the season. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Some players aren't just ready yet. They're still feeling it out, still playing against big boys for the first time ever. Because, I mean, you can't. Preseason is nothing. It means nothing. Jack Hughes preseason does. is garbage. Jack Should Hughes not does. even exist. Jack Hughes has a better plus minus than Miles Wood. We must make sure we mention that. Okay, fine. That Congratulations. Was... You're beating one However, guy. However, Miles Wood has had one assist. Congrats. You're beating one guy. <laughs> no, he's also beaten uh, Severson. Okay, fine. Two Howard guys. Severson has a goal and an assist. So fine, technically, you're... they're both better than he was because... Fine, least... you're fine. You're beating two guys in the ECHL. Connor Great. Carrick's got a better plus minus. Yeah, because Connor Carrick, sense... Connor Carrick's good. Connor Carrick ain't drinking that Dunkin' Donuts. He's drinking his own coffee. He no, knows... he's, no, he's drinking that kombucha. He's drinking that kombucha. He's getting that herba mate. Or what's that? The machi, machi, machi? Matcha? Matcha, yes. Yeah, there you go. He's drinking that matcha. Yeah. But uh, it is about that time, Alex. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should bring our guest in. 
All right, allow us to introduce to you our guest for today. He is the first guest of the season, thanks to the good technology that we are able to use this the year. Wonders of electricity and Davenport University. And Davenport University, the good mixer. Uh, we have the or, or a writer of the Fear the Fin uh, blog on SB Nation, ladies and gentlemen, none other than Eric Johnsgaard. Eric Johnsgaard, hey! How you doing, Eric? Uh, good. That's a very exciting introduction. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we we you know we kind of cut the budget this year. We did pyro last year. Unfortunately, the house burned down, so we had to really uh, make sure we had to cut it back. <laughs> yeah, it's um, kind it's kind of hard turns to. Out, turns out. Oh, what's that? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was I was gonna say no. It's it's kind of hard to show on a, a podcast a smoke machine, but just just imagine one in the background here. Well, we did try to do a goal horn <laughs> once for Thomas, but you blew it. Well, you literally, it's 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 a, it's a goal horn. It was you got to blow it. Yeah. Oh. Oh my, <laughs> Eric! This is going to happen. He's going to make horrible dad jokes. You're just going to have to stick with us. I'm excited about it. I love dad jokes. Give it to me. All right. Uh, wonderful. So, first question, get you off started hot here. Uh, San Jose starting off the season 0 and 4 and 2. Uh, granted, it is an 82 game season. Um, what's the feeling down there in San Jose? So, I mean, I think it's it seems pretty optimistic now, and and it's interesting because I think that if if they'd won their first two and then lost four, they'd have the same record. They'd be in the same place in the standings. But I think people will be a lot sadder about it going into a four-game losing streak. But um, con- considering that, you know, Sharks fans have been through pretty much everything in, in 30 years. You know, they had, like, one of the worst seasons in NHL history in the early 90s. They, they've been reverse-sweeped. So, so they're kind of, like, prepared for the ups and downs of the season. And combined with you know, a history of making the playoffs for the better part of a decade, there's this kind of a sense of, like, don't panic, they'll be fine. And so even after the, the 0-4 start, when, when everything looked miserable, it seemed like there was a lot more don't panic than there was actual panicking. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's just weird because last year it was it was odd because usually the Sharks are a pretty dominant team in the regular season. You know they're going to be there. They kind of, like, just snuck into that second spot in the Pacific. And... I, and we always kind of joke around the East Coast bias, but that's what it seemed like over here. Last year, did that ever seem like the case with San Jose? Did they just kind of sneak in there, or were they actually a dominant team to show why they were second to Calgary last year? Well, it, I think it was a little bit of both, right? Because, I mean, they were a good team in the regular season, but it seemed like every time they had a chance to really make up ground on Vegas, they just lay a total egg. So so it seemed destined that they'd be in that second or the third spot because they were going back and forth with Calgary for some time. But but two and three was basically how it how how it had to be, and part of that is is you know the the division itself is pretty top heavy. Um, the you know you have Vegas and is dominant, and then you have Calgary and San Jose are pretty good. And after that, there's not much as far as like really competitive teams. Yeah, and now you did mention Vegas there, so uh, obviously you might have a bias with this one. So what are your thoughts currently? as far as the San Jose and Vegas rivalry goes. Now, we, we've seen already this season how things have gone and how and chippy Kane. <laughs> how chippy it can get between, you know, Evander Kane, Ryan Reeves. And, and the ref. And the, and the ref as well. Uh, but so so what what is your take on this rivalry and how entertaining, especially for Eastern fans like us, how entertaining do you think this will be for the rest of the season and future? So, so primarily, like from from an entertainment perspective, and that's what all this is—is is entertainment, right? But well, it's, it's Vegas. So I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. What is that too? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I mean, I think this is for your money the, the best rivalry the NHL has right now, at least the most entertaining. Um, and and part of it is the the history of the playoff enmity. You know that when when Vegas was a buzzsaw in their first year, and they just obliterated the poor Sharks on the way to the final. Right. And then last year with the with the five minute major and the comeback in Game Seven. Um, there's there's already like in Vegas' third year, there's already a ton of history between these two teams. And when you combine that with the just jump piles of skill on that Vegas roster and um and and basically Martin Jones's propensity to give up as many goals as possible whenever he sees them, you get pretty entertaining games. So so like I look forward to San Jose Vegas games. Maybe not so much the first two this year. Those are pretty ugly, but right. But going forward, yeah. Well well, Speaking of, you talk about Martin Jones, and last year, him and Mike Smith, if I'm not mistaken, even though their teams finished top two in the Pacific, both had sub-900 goaltenders. I believe they're the only two in the NHL that teams that made the playoffs that had sub-900 save percentages. Not goals against, sorry, I meant save percentage. And he has another bad start this year. Is it? Is there a feeling of, is Martin Jones just... Is he not a good regular season goaltender? Is there questions if he's actually a number one? Or are you just hoping that he's a money goaltender in the playoffs? Because he had a pretty good run until the conference finals. Yeah, he tends to have pretty good runs in the playoffs, which is pretty curious. Um, but whether or not Jones is, you know, by statistics or by his performance, whether or not he's a number one goaltender is kind of immaterial since he kind of has to be the number one goaltender since he's got $6 million for another, I think, five seasons. Hey. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so they're kind of stuck with him, whether he's good or not. Um, but a lot of Jones' struggles, not all of them, like some of this is on the goaltending, but a lot of them are on the, the, the Sharks' like really aggressive system. They give up a lot of two-on-ones. They give up a lot of like opportunities in transition and on the rush. Um, and, you know, last week, you know, if you have three Chicago Blackhawks on a 3 on zero, well, that's not going to go well, and that's going to hurt your save percentage. Such a big part of it. Yeah, and, and when you talk about that more aggressive style, do you think um... – Obviously, following the Sharks, you're very common with or very familiar with the defense that you guys have there. Do you think having players like Eric Carlson and Brent Burns on your defense that that aren't necessarily the quickest but can definitely play with the stick, do you think that also kind of plays a part into, you know, maybe a lack thereof of defense that can really keep up with some of these, the Pacific, the, the Pacific offenses? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the the number of times that we've seen you know, a puck go in the net and you look around and you find Brent Burns laying on ice somewhere as he tried to uh, block a, a two-on-one or something is, is pretty high. Um, now, I don't want to, like, just, like, pile on Brent Burns. I think that I think that Burns and Carlson both provide more on offense than they give up on defense. Absolutely. But, had that said, they do give up a lot on defense. And it's funny, because how does Brent Burns win a Norris Trophy? How does Eric Carlson win a Norris Trophy? But it's, with, with Carlson, we talked about it on the show, and... I remember one of the big points coming out of the, I, be, I don't know if it was the Colorado series or the Vegas series, Gord Miller of TSN said that Eric Carlson is not just, you know, he's not, he's not playing like Eric Carlson. He's not even Eric Carlson. He's like not even 50% because he's playing with a fake ankle. And people always forget. It's almost like people forget that at times. And does, does it look like he always is missing a step or is he able to make it up? Because it just looks like he's not the same player as he was back in Ottawa. 
Yeah, and I think that well, last season, I think the main problem uh, in the postseason with Carlson was he had a he had a groin injury really early in the season. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, that that nagged him for the entire year. And as far as the ankle, um, you're talking about the the Matt Cook thing from like forever ago, right? That's the ankle. Well, mm-hmm. there was that one, but also I, he broke his ankle in the 2017 playoffs. He played with one leg, but somehow pulled off like this heroic Bobby Orr type performance through the playoffs that led Ottawa to within a goal of the Stanley Cup Finals, which I love saying all the time. But that was the I think the big injury that's led to him kind of take like losing a step. Yeah, and that and that may be a factor for sure. Um, so far this season, at least, you know, it's a small sample, but I know that so far this season he's looked pretty good as far as his as far as his skating. Um, he, he looks like he's basically always looked on his skating, which is nice. Um, whether you know he's still a really high risk player, and so he's going to get caught on the wrong side of the puck every now and then. But as far as his mobility and his 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 ability to move, um, he's he's looked pretty good. And then. You know, people who are who are closer to the organization, obviously, than I am, have have said similar things. So I'm I'm confident in his ability to be at least, you know, 29 year old Eric Carlson, even if he's never going to be 26 year old Eric Carlson again. Right, and you know, talking about Eric Carlson, you know, kind of possibly missing a step. Someone who hasn't been missing a step is definitely good old Patty Marlowe, Patrick Marlowe, resigning with the cent. Excuse me. The not. I was about to say the senders. No, the the sharks. There. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> signing for league minimum and definitely not missing a step. Gets a standing ovation. Plays two games and he's so already two goals in his first game. He's already tied for third in points with three and only two games, two goals, one assist. Do you think that? You know what? What What are your initial thoughts of obviously getting Patrick Marlowe back as as a San Jose fan and from a more lineup standpoint, what do you think really had to be moved around and, you know, possibly looking at different avenues to fit Patrick Marlowe into the roster? Yeah, I think that, you know, from a fan base perspective, it, it can't really be overstated how much Patrick Marlowe means to, to Sharks fans. Um, they love this dude. And him coming back, even just from, you know, you know, from a morale perspective, even before, you know, the Sharks won two games right after signing him, I think did a lot to calm down you know, whatever kind of murmurs had been coming from the fan base. Um, as far as moving roster spots around, you know, him signing for that league minimum deal is is the only thing that made that made it possible cap-wise. The Sharks have, um, I think I checked the other day, the Sharks have a little less than $8,000 in cap room, um, which is like about like one one-hundredth of 1% of the cap is how much space they have. Yeah, it's about so, uh, 7,800, something like that. Yeah, yeah, which is this tiny, minuscule amount. So the the day that Marlowe signed was also a day they waived uh, Johnny Brodzinski and sent, and you know he cleared waivers, and went down to AHL on his league minimum contract. So they had to move the exact dollar amount out to get Marlowe in. But uh, on the lineup perspective, you know Pete DeBoer is a very like veteran centric coach. He likes to lean on his veterans a lot, which tends to be maybe a problem in May and April. But for now, you know he's put Marlowe up on the top line, which helps bump all of the right wings down which is good because that was the issue. So then LeBanc bumps down to the second line. You get somebody like, like Barkley Goodrow on the third line. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you, when you add somebody at the top of the lineup, every other matchup gets easier. So I think that that did a lot as far as helping the Sharks not get outmatched on the forward lines, at least on the right side of the ice. And you just mentioned there, Eric, you know, you, he like that Pete DeBoer likes to use his veterans and now with the addition of Marlowe, you have guys like Joe Thornton, Logan Couture, Mark Edward Vlasic, Brent Burns, and Eric Carlson are both getting older. 
And to the contracts they're signed to, the exception of Marlowe and Thornton, you know, they are a little bit longer in term. Are you, is there a fear? I mean, obviously you want to stay in the now, try to win now and go with all that, go for run for the cup. But do you kind of look to the future and think, you know, maybe this age problem, it may become an issue. You know, guys will be getting older and you'll end up looking like the LA Kings. <laughs> right, or the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> or the Ducks, yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, that's something that somebody mentioned the other day when, when the Sharks were going into play against Chicago. We were looking at kind of their cap situations, and they look really similar, except the Sharks don't have the three cups. In that, you know, there's a few of these, like, veteran players who have these legacy contracts that any day now are going to look pretty bad, and then you have a bunch of people on league minimum deals and not a ton of depth to show for it. So, I mean, that is definitely a concern. Um it's it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But until then, we're kind of all just crossing our fingers and hoping that the Sharks can make the playoffs and then get lucky like teams that win do. I mean, I I got to ask this because this, this was one of the contracts, one of the signings over July that I tore into. Timo Meyer for $6 million. I know he's got skill. He can put up points, but he his sample size isn't big enough, and I know I, I can't complain too much because Mars getting ten million dollars, but I get that. But Timo Meyer with the cap situation the Sharks were already in, is he a six million dollar hockey player? Um, I think he's at least a six million dollar hockey player. He um so so Meyer is one of those guys who when when we talk to the the stats nerds and the advanced stats people and, and I you know I use the word nerds affectionately here, um he, he drives play at a level that is absolutely elite. And, you know, the, the points come with that eventually. And, and, you know, he broke, what, 60-some points last year, which was a huge jump. And most of us expect him to, you know, pass that even further this year. So a lot of us here in San Jose who've been following Myers' progression saw that $6 million contract as a bargain. That said... It's um it's structured in such a way, and a lot of the RFA contracts this last year, this last offseason, were structured this way, where there's a big jump in the last season going into his last offseason as a restricted free agent, which means that a qualifying offer would need to come at ten million per, not at six. Right. Yeah, I think it was was Rensky, Line A, Point, we're all I think all in that group. And that's why it, Yeah, I think Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kachuk was in there as well, and, and Myers was the first contract to do that, where where it ends as an RFA. And so, yes, it's a it's a it's a four year deal at six million per, but it has kind of an unspoken fifth year at ten. Such such a trendsetter so, he is. He's look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it in, in his suits and his hair too. He's very stylish. That is very true. Well, he's going to have the money to be stylish. Shoot, he's going to be able to run all that area down there in the Bay. Holy cow! He's going to be awesome. well. He still lives in the he still lives in the Bay Area. So six million dollars a year will get him a larger than average studio apartment. And 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 <laughs> I remember from the movie Inside Out, good old broccoli pizza. <laughs> That's the one part <laughs> I remember. That, I remember from that movie is broccoli pizza. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. Good. Thank good. you, San Francisco. You ruined pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's it's funny you mentioned that with you know speaking of you know Bay Area cliches because I think the only place that I've ever seen Timo Meyer in the Bay Area outside of the Shark Tank was at a Whole Foods grocery oh. shopping. So there goes this whole there goes this whole paycheck. That 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 is hilarious. Well, okay, for the record, player, <laughs> players these days it's not 1980 where they go out and have beers after games. Like they treat their bodies like temples. Yeah, it there's is, there's no such thing as carbo loading anymore. It's ridiculous. Like everyone is on like this keto steroid thing now. Well, not steroids. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, I mean, it's like okay, a keto on steroids. Pardon me. I, sure, I, I sure. Miss, I misspoke. 
It's so weird. Except for except for maybe Nate Schmidt, who has the actual steroids. Yeah, well, that, that's another show. No, that, Vegas, was, that, you're that was a wrong. <laughs> no, he, that was a wrong cut of steak, is what it was, or something like that, or whatever oh, okay. excuse that was. I, hey, there's human growth hormones and a lot of pork that, and a lot of beef that she eats. So I mean, yeah, he probably yeah. ate like twelve hamburgers. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> trying to get better. He's loading up on protein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Protein. So Eric, uh, probably this might be the last question, but we'll see. So as an insider, you know, on SB Nation, Fear the Fin. What are the realistic expectations for the San Jose Sharks this week? Or not this week. Well, obviously this well, week. I hope and we then, get two wins this week here, guys. <laughs> That'd be great. No. And then as well as the, the rest of the season, do, do you see a potential deep run? Uh, do you see possibly even going all the way to the Stanley Cup? As, you know, trying to be, you know, more as logical as possible just from a kind of unbiased standpoint as you possibly can be i mean we're we're ones to you're talk at, with you're the, asking with us the, to, you're asking him to be unbiased and yet here we are talking yeah exactly exactly you know <laughs> just just the best you can what do you think the the most possible realistic outcome this is for the season so i think that you know i think a cup run is probably improbable um it's, it's early enough in the season that we that we still look at teams kind of on paper right because these first these first few games don't mean a whole lot unless unless edmonton's just going to run the table with the whole league but that seems unlikely but but kind of like i was talking about the, the pacific division is pretty is pretty top heavy it seems like you have you have vegas and then you have san jose and calgary and then you have everyone else so i think it seems pretty unlikely that they miss the postseason just because of the way that the league is structured San Jose seems like the the team that's most likely to be this year's version of like last year's Colorado Avalanche that mm-hmm. sneaks into the playoffs despite probably not deserving to be there. Um, and it's it's interesting because in in the course of a year, the Sharks have gone from a, a a legitimate contender that people expected to make real noise to a make the playoffs and anything can happen type team. But that's really what it feels like right now, is is make the postseason and. Hopefully Calgary doesn't quite figure it out and you can make some noise and hopefully someone else deals with Vegas and, and, and they, and they make some noise, but, but on paper, I don't have a ton of confidence that they'll, that they're a real contender, but, uh, bad teams win the Stanley cup all the time. So that is true. I mean, we, we saw St. Louis do it last year, literally went from last place all the way up to wearing the ring. So and then of course right. the year before that Vegas wasn't supposed to be there and then Washington they were not supposed to be good at all that la- that year and they won the cup and Pittsburgh won back to back even though they had like what two and a half defensemen and Ron Hainsey on the top pair right I mean so, who knows I mean oh, I, I I had San Jose as one of the top favorites you know la- we, last year I so. think we both picked San Jose to finish third this year in the division I th- we were pretty realistic because it's going to be Vegas or well actually I don't know if Calgary can't figure out their goaltending I don't know that team's in trouble. But, but other, I mean, they just look like this team, San Jose, that has talent, will be there, and the, they just find, they'll get away into the playoffs, but you just don't know. Because to be fair, Eric, I mean, no disregards to, you know, your team, but it looked like, I mean, up until that five-minute major, that San Jose was going to be one round and out. And, you know, like how the playoffs go, anything can happen. Next thing you know, they're all the way to game, was it game six of the conference finals, so... It's the NHL. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, Vegas was up in that series three to one. You know, after after four games, we thought it was over, and after five games, we thought it was over. And then Tomas Hurdle scores a shorthanded double overtime winner in Game Six. Like, like it was a lot of like lucky breaks and real low probability events that even got the Sharks to Game Seven, let alone through it. Mm-hmm. 
Does it make you feel better that Vegas blew a lead, even though it wasn't a three zero lead? It really does, actually. <laughs> yes, it does. And part of that is, you know, Vegas fans were upset about that because, of course, they were right that they were they were mad about the call, they were mad about the events, and it probably didn't help at all that Sharks fans are saying it's okay. We know how it feels. That that probably didn't make anybody feel better. I'm sure they're like at Vegas, like, oh yeah, you fans, whatever. You got, you guys don't know anything. We're we're the best team in the NHL, even though we've been around for for three years. You know, we they know everything there in Vegas. But Eric, it was. <laughs> It was a pleasure talking to you here. We're glad we can get some insight here on the Sharks. Obviously, they're doing better since I reached out to you, so I don't know if that's good karma or not. We'll see how they go. I mean, I did talk to, uh, was it, um, who was the guy from L.A. I talked to last year? Was it uh, John? No clue. Mayor's Manor. I talked to him, and he said, the, night, the Kings are going to be better, and then they finished last. So let's hope the Sharks have a better <laughs> outcome than the Kings did last year and probably this year as well. Once again, you guys can check out Eric on Fear the Fin on SB Nation. He puts out along with another great, along with the rest of the great team there on Fear the Fin. They put out great hashtag content with the Sharks. Eric, thank you once again. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Take care. And that was Eric Johnsgard. Like Tyler said, make sure to check him out. He's the writer or one of the writers on the beautiful team, Fear the Fin on SB Nation. I like him. He's hey, really maybe, a good guy. Maybe I'll remember his name, unlike the guy from LA. Like, hey, I said hey, it. I remember Laura's story. I've said it once. I'll I say it again. I remember Harrison Watt. I remember Thomas Yeah, the people Deion. that you want to. So you better <laughs> hey, remember Eric Laura, Johnsgar Laura, because hey, you know what? Hey. John Hoven. That was his name. John Hoven. I'm glad I remember that finally. <laughs> Great tie. I know he Fantastic. And I'm just sitting over here like, I have no clue. I remember Scott Powers. Well, because that was probably one of the ones where you did it without me, right? Those were the one of the ones that I literally darted home on my lunch break to record the interview with 10, 15 minutes. Because I remember that because it was a big deal because I was right after Coach got fired. Oh, that's right. That's and right. John Stevens was fired. And he said, we may not be able to do it because there could be a trade. Um, and I'm like, Kovalchuk is getting traded? <laughs> that's what I literally thought. Hey, I wouldn't be against it. I would not be against it. Did you see the fact that the Kings, when they started against the Knights, that quick allowed four or two goals on four shots? Yeah. Jonathan Quick ain't Jonathan Quick, dude. They are bad. They are an awful hockey What club. do you expect? They are looking like the LA Kings before Gretzky. Right. Um, after, no, after the miracle on Manchester, then Gretzky. Like that few years, you know. Yeah, but uh, let's, let's finish it up here. We've got a few more things to talk about, and then uh, we'll be out of your well, we hair should, or just, out of your ears. You know, this is a very heavy Pacific division show, which I'm okay with because we don't, we don't talk about it. Well, West, West Coast. Well, uh, more well, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean well, but we're staying in the Pacific, though. Cool. Well, we forgot to. Did we mention Phil Kessel yet? We did not mention one thousand games for Phil the Thrill, everyone's favorite hamburger, hot dog eating man, with a good shot and somehow he's fast. Dude, I'm just saying, for the sake of Phil Kessel, move back to Phoenix. Oh, just move because he'll Phoenix. Oh God, the Phoenix Coyotes. Phoenix Coyotes. The man. the. the the Philium Coyotes. Philium? No, it's got to be Philnix. 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 Well, here's the thing about Phil. You know what? We talked about, hey, a lot of the human growth hormones in beef. Man, it eats a lot of burgers. I'm just saying. Who, Kessel? Yeah. No, you don't. Boy's got hot dogs. Boy's got, all right, he's eating HGH dogs, man. Okay. You he's know, eating them HGH you know dogs. It's, you know it's very well known when the NHL posts their, like, um, or they do, like, the, oh, what was it? You're doing a great job. Oh, wasn't it Ryan O'Reilly? Oh, that's right. They made like a it was a caricature kind of thing, and it was just the the uh, captains and like a, a college, um, 
like lecture room and at the front oh, was, was yeah, Ryan yeah, O'Reilly yeah, yeah. with the Stanley Cup and then they had all the different things of like the captains and stuff and then representing representing the Arizona Coyotes was uh, Phil Kessel and he had hot dogs. <laughs> of course he had hot dogs. <laughs> Phil Kessel would definitely bring because he went to Wisconsin. I think he went to Wisconsin, right? For college? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. He was eating those freaking Wisconsin sausages, man. Sausage. I could just see him ah. today. Soaked in cheese. I'm just saying, if, oh my it, gosh, I want if Phil Kessel ever played one. Yester, hey, can we go to Yesterdog? It's right up the road. Can we go to Yesterdog? I wouldn't mind going to Yesterdog. Oh, gosh. Yesterdog and Letterkenny. Okay, fine. Here. If Phil Ke- when Phil Kessel's old and he plays for the Tucson Roadrunners or whatever the heck they're called. And he comes to Grand Rapids. He's going to come to Grand Rapids. Oh, and taking, everyone's going to be like. No, we're taking him out. We're, we, you and I are no, taking him out. No, we're not taking him out. We're just going to you know, make a bunch of signs and be like, here. So all no, during warm-ups, it's just going to be Yesterdog. No. Go to Yesterdog. That will be no, order a slut dog. It's it's what they call it when you put two hot dogs in one bun. It's hilarious, but it's delicious. No, it's no. What we're gonna do is that'll be the night. It'll be a two dollar beer night. Two dollar beer, two dollar dogs. Obviously not for the next four games. <laughs> but we're gonna do a Yesterdog night. That is if they play Tucson on, on a Friday. Well, no, night. I think they play every they play everyone. Well, yes, but they play everyone in the West Coast at least once. Oh, yeah, they do, but it's a matter of, you know, is it going to be a Tuesday night game? Is it going to be a Wednesday night game? Is it going to be... Fine, we'll do it on a regular night and make it like $5 yes or whatever Yesterdog is. Just bring Yesterdog on a Wednesday night because you'll, br- you'll get tickets because people want Yesterdog at a hockey game. Bring Yesterdog? Yeah. They have mobile carts. They just don't use a whole lot of them. But they're n- no, dude. I ha- dude. Van Kelly's Andel, friend Van Andel Arena does not allow outside vendors. You could trust me, bro. I've tried, dude. Literally, I with know. Who? With who? The West Michigan Whitecaps. The West Michigan Whitecaps. There was. A, I'm not getting into it, well, but there was oh, a thing. No, I'm talking about like food vendors. I'm like, who do you yes. try to bring in? Yes. You have to. You have to realize that Van Andel Arena goes through. Gordon Food Service, that's it. The they're, they're a big sponsor, yes. It's not even like the sponsor thing. It's the, it's the food provider. So all of their stuff goes through Gordon Food Service. All their, their hot dog buns, ham, hamburger so you're meat. telling me because Yesterdog goes through Cisco. No, actually, I don't know what Yesterdog goes through. I don't care. If boy. Yesterdog goes through Gordon Foods, technically, Alex, I'm just saying, man. Well, they'd have the same products, but they wouldn't be able to... It make, wouldn't work, Ty. Make it happen. Ty, make Ty, it happen. Ty. Come on, Ty, marketing boy. Ty, make it happen. Ty. Make Ty, it happen. Hey, 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 Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey, it wouldn't work. Fine. You know what? That's fine. You know what, Alex? Fine. On the plaza in we'll front just, of the... We'll just take... In the f- plaza in front of the Van Andel Arena. Which they're changing, by the way. Really? Yeah. What are they doing? Oh, they're... they're so, you know how the front plaza of Van Andel Arena is just like cement and stuff? Which is fine, because it's nice for lines and stuff. However, they're changing it to be a kind Don't of... Don't say courtyard. Do you say anything like a greenery or something like that? Yeah, that's exactly what Mother of right. Moses! But why? Here's the thing, though. It serves three purposes. First purpose... It looks nicer. First purpose, it looks nicer. Second purp- purpose, it's easier to control traffic because it'll actually have, like, sidewalks in, in between, like, the greenery and stuff like that. So if you have lines at the door, it'll go through those lines, and it'll be easier to control. Was, was and say, then the third thing... Please say panhandlers. Not panhandlers. Um, ticket... Uh, scalpers? Yeah, no, scalpers you'll, you'll never... Scalpers are always going to be a thing. There's I, always, they're always always the two guys. Yeah. The seller and the buyer. And they're both 
ugly and annoying. Mm-hmm. They, they're a team, dude. That they literally. I'm pretty sure they're like related or something. What if I like sold them like a fate ticket? Never. The, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. That'd be great. But moving on, the th- the third thing is uh, anti-terror. Because if if you have uh, an area that's got trees and stuff and bushes and you know inclines and de- declines and stuff, it's highly unlikely, or it makes it less likely to have someone with a bus just hop a curb and then run over a bunch uh, of people. Oh, gotcha. Okay, like a like a, Tr- a thing that happened in Toronto a couple years ago. In the mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hey, it just it keeps people safe. Makes lines better and it looks nicer. You're telling me though we can't pull up that yester dog truck and, and put it you know right what? in the front. Here's, up here's the a better building. thing too. Not only, not only would they in the plan are they doing the front side, but that back alley that scares the crap out of a bunch of people. They're that's going to be cleaned up too. You mean literally the uh, the dumpster for uh, Gramps Brewing and Hopcat? Mm-hmm. And uh, is Giorgio's Pizza? Yeah, Giorgio's yep, Pizza. Giorgio's Pizza's. Yeah, they have a whole system that they planned out. I, I read an article that Wood TV8 uh, released, I think it was uh, a couple weeks ago, something like that. I can send it thankfully to you if you Kelly's, want. Thankfully, Kelly's making dinner right now, so I'm getting hungry. <laughs> if, you, if you want, I, we can text her. Cause nah, that's fine. Well, if we're going to watch Letter Candy, you got to have something to eat. We'll well, get a, we'll, we got frozen pizza for you. We'll figure it out. But So that's oh, yeah, Phil Kessel, 1,000 games. Congrats to him. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Phil. Yeah. Um. But let's let's stay out in the out in the west for a bit. Wow, west, Alberta. Hey, well, the flames are on fire. The, they're <laughs> they're burn they're burn they're burning in the garbage can. How about that? The Talking Heads wrote a song about the Calgary Flames of 2019. Burning down the house. Mm. What? Okay, yeah. I this so I put this on here because so I get home Saturday night. For some reason, I was able to actually catch the West Coast game, which, and the West Coast game was actually the free game on NHL.tv. So I had to, I, I turned, tuned into it. It was, a, I think at that point, it was only 3 2 or 4 2. Calgary was still in the game, but at least on the scoreboard. And I watched the game, and I know Vegas is good. You know, we talked about that with Eric, but Calgary just did not look the same. And big save Dave Riddick is your starting goaltender. He looks like. Can he make a save, Dave Riddick? That's what we're looking at here, Alex. The Flames are not the same team. Like I said, that's why I mentioned to Eric, if Calgary actually can finish and figure out their goaltending, and I know Cam Talbot kind of got put in a bad spot in the back-to-back and all that, and I get that, but I don't, for some reason, and I know it's maybe an early season overreaction, Alex, but I just I don't see the same Flames as last year. The defense doesn't look as good, and... The scoring looks incons- the offense looks inconsistent. It it's a tough one, and and you're playing in a Pacific Division now that's going to have Arizona well, coming up. I know Arizona's below 500, but the Oilers. We'll get to them in a second. San Jose maybe. There. I I tell and everyone Vegas, this. Vegas could win the dang division again. I tell everyone again. this, and I, I have a friend that's in one of my classes. He's a he's a well. I technically, you say diehard Vegas fan. I swear to goodness. No, he's a he's a Canuck boy. He likes the Vancouver Canucks. But however, he's hey. he's also like, well, I mean, I like I have like family that lives up there, like kind of on on like the the west coast, and they're, they're like half of them are like Calgary and Edmonton fans, half of them are Vancouver fans and stuff, and I'm a Vancouver fan because it's not like Saskatchewan where it's like, all right, who do we cheer for, guys? We cheer, we could cheer for anyone really much. We could cheer for the Alberta team, we could cheer for Ontario, we could cheer for Winnipeg, cheer for Vancouver. Who do we cheer for? Sasky, Sasky boys and gals, and. But there's just that massive divide between north and south of Alberta. Right, right. but I mean, here, 
moral, moral of the story, I said, listen, it's the beginning of the season. Everyone's going to suck or everyone's going to be on fire. Dutton, Don't forget, Vancouver was like second in the division through November. Right, and guess what happened to them? Done. Markstrom forgot how to play goaltender. Pedersen yeah. kept scoring. That wasn't the problem. Exactly. So, as far as the Flames go, right now it's not looking good. And maybe Just keep the coals warm, boys. We'll get it back up. We'll get maybe that this, Maybe back. it's a cause of the them quote unquote losing the trade. I see. I don't know about that, Alex. I, I think they lost. Th- no, because the way they. What Calgary needed, I thought about, I was thinking about this today because I knew we were going to talk about it on the show. What Calgary needed, no, they needed scoring and they didn't get it from James No, Calgary didn't need scoring. Yes, they did. They did, they needed depth scoring, but James Neal is not a depth scoring player. James Neal is a guy who's got to play in your top six. He has to in order to produce. He needs to play minutes to actually be be a top scoring guy. He wasn't getting that with the Flames. So he gets moved to a team that needs help scoring. All right, he's put up seven goals already. Seven or is it seven or eight? I forget what the number is now, but he's on a tear. A bunch. He's put up a few. Milan Lucic was on a team of the Oilers that needed scoring and needed talent. He has neither of that. No. But he can play a depth role. He can go out there. He can hit. He can hit. He can fight. Hey, like I said, that game against Los Angeles, he got into a fight and not the not the Zadorov. I already talked about that, but the game that Drew Doughty won in overtime, the first Kachuk Doughty game. He had a fight, and it turned the game around. And I know that was an old-school way of thinking. Yeah, great. Now Kachuk has some... Now Kachuk be, can be more of like a Marshawn because he's... He's more Marshawn before Lucic got there. But now... Now he has protection, yes. Yeah, he, he has that insurance. Kachuk's Lucic is to Marshawn's char. There you go. The Calgary great. Flames are setting the blueprint for being a Boston West. <laughs> and it's going to be... B-dub. Uh, except, Kachuk, except Kachuk's actually going to... No, don't keep me starting. I'm getting B-dubs. Like, I've had two bad days of food. I had B-dubs on Sunday with Dad, and we went to the Big E's last night to watch the game. Hey. And I had the nacho plate. Here's the thing, with though. With the wrap. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, quick shout-out. The new sauce that they have, Nashville Hot. It's, I, it's I, fire, dude. It's okay. I mean, it's good, but it's like... No, it's, I, it's I, I need to, It's like Giordano's Pizza. It's like Chicago Pizza. I need How? to have it in Chicago, because I've had it in Chicago, and it's really good. It's amazing. I had the Giordano's. I'm just hot. talking about the sauce. I'm not saying oh. I don't. I'm not saying if I mean if that's what Nashville hot chicken tastes like, dude. Album set. It's basically just. But a I want to have. I want to have the Nashville hot chicken first. Well, you know what? Then you have to go down to Nashville. Kelly doesn't want to because it's not the same. Some about it's not the same when she went when she was a kid. Anyways, flames are bad. But Alex Edmonton. Edmonton is good. Five and one. Five and one, James Neal, Connor McDavid, Nugent. They just, they just, just lost to Chicago. Wrecking. That was their first loss. They were five and zero. Oh. The, yeah. They were the defeated. stupid, the stupid graphics that NA, the NHL were putting out of. And then there were two, and it was like the picture of uh, Edmonton, and then I think it was Colorado. Colorado's still undefeated. I think. Yeah, because they're the last one. They're the last team that I mean that last. is undefeated. Philip Grubauer, my gosh. Hey, I said it. I mean, it's early, but I said it. I said it. I know what I said. Yeah, you questioned him. I questioned him, and that team's undefeated right now. And Kale McCarr. Yeah, we'll see. And it's still McKinnon. early, still early. But, but, no, five and one. but here's the thing about the Oilers, though, is the fact that they're getting the goals right now, and it's not just McDavid. McDavid. Well, yeah, I mean, and McDavid, just, yes, is leading. You literally the just said it. James Neal needs to play, you know, top six minutes. He needs to play minutes to be successful. And Nuge he's is scoring, and, and Nuge is so great because where you have James Neal and Connor McDavid who score, 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 you have a guy like Nuge that can score but can also play a 200-foot game. 
Well, and he, that's really started. That's been his thing because early on in his career, when he first came from Red River, Red Red Deer, excuse me, Red River, Red River, he was a offensive guy, but just couldn't figure it out quite yet. But now he's starting to pick up. He had a career well, year last I mean, year, but now he can play on both ends of the rink, and that's what the Oilers have not had in the center since I I don't I don't know Doug Waite. Well, John, think, John about it, think about it though. Think about it though. You're bringing in James Neal, who can. He's not necessarily captain material because obviously Connor McDavid's captain. But you're not going to take that away from him. But, but he's he, a veteran. He, he brings in the just, veteran leadership. Yeah, he knows more about the game than Connor McDavid ever will. As at at this point, Connor McDavid has pure talent and pure skill. But what Connor McDavid lacks in knowledge, that's where James Neal comes in. James Neal will be like, listen. I will tell you to read a play twenty different ways, and you'll be able to pick it up like that. Not just from not just from like, oh, they're breaking it in. I need to watch this guy, this guy, and this guy. He's like, no, 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 no. This is what this guy's thinking. This is what this guy, you know. This is what his coach probably told him like five minutes ago, and now he's executing on it. And this is how he, you know, brought it into his brain. Because James Neal is that kind of guy. He has talent, and he has a history of success with Pittsburgh playing with Vegas for one year, basically Nashville before that, Nashville before that he was eating that hot chicken. He was eating that hot chicken. Didn't do great in Calgary, but Hey, you know what? He still has, he has a resume. He has a resume that as of right now, Connor McDavid doesn't have just because purely he plays on the Edmonton Oilers. Give McDavid like another year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Edmund- well, okay. In terms of postseason success, yes, I don't think McDavid will get to that point. So, but Neil has shown. That- and you know what? That that doesn't even just go for Connor McDavid. It does go back to Nuge because Nuge has been there through the rebuild twice. Right, and obviously there's there's going to be certain parts of his game that are going to be affected just purely on. You he's know, being only, being upset. He's the only draft it's, it's, pick from the from the from those years that's left. Right. Yakupov, Hall, Eberle, they're gone. gone. They're gone. Nuge is one of the last. Remaining. And you know what? There. And you can you can say that just because he's he's been on the team that he's you know he's seen a lot. And now you're bringing. He's seen in, some. You know what? He's be, he's seen some things. And James Neal has also seen some things. But he's James Neal has seen some good things. And he can bring it. Hey, listen. This is, you know, this is what you need to do sometimes in the locker room, and this is, you know, how locker room chemistry works. I'm because think the last if you think I... about it, Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, although they've been in the league for quite some time, they're still young. James Neal has been in this league for years and years and years, and he knows how things work. Neal has not been on a bad team since Dallas. Never. That was early on his career. Yeah, he ba- the... bar none, barely ever. Yeah. He's been on a bad he, team. He put up forty. You know, he put up in the, what, was it thirty goals with Dallas, and there's like, all right, Pittsburgh. We Pittsburgh's like, we want him. We got him. Thank you very much. And he puts up a bunch of points with them. Doesn't ever wash his hair. I found out through the Angel Thirty Six doc that he did with him. And all right, well, we can't afford this, so we're gonna send you to Nashville. Okay, that's cool. But I'm still scoring goals though. Oh, crap, we had to play Pittsburgh in the finals. Well, crap. Well, hey, James, we don't want to pay you, so we're going to leave you open for the expansion draft. Like, ah, oh, crap, this team's going to suck. Oh, we're actually pretty good, and I'm scoring goals still. All right. Makes it to the Stanley Cup final. It's gets good, that and, close to and, winning. And it is a good thing that Vegas did not sign him because, boy, would they be in more trouble than they are now. They'd be that is trouble. true. But, but moral of the story. I like Edmonton where they're at. I think it's a good start. 
I but don't it's, though. It's an 82 game season. That's the hard part. I don't like him though. But here's the problem. Here's the I thing. want Edmonton to suck so I can just bash him. Well, here's the thing. If Edmonton had started off oh, if they started one and five, not five and one, that locker room is depleted. Off the hop, there is nothing to bring that team back. At least there is something to show. Hey, we're a decent hockey team. We can play. So. I I don't I don't think that I mean there's still time for the Oilers to mess up. Right. Same thing with I mean Colorado easily. Philip Colorado. Philip Grubauer can get hurt, and I don't even know their backup name. Who knows? But who cares? But doesn't matter at this point. It is so early that anything can happen, but at least there's optimism. Because right. that has been absent from the Oilers since they made it to the 20... Since, the, I would say, December of 2017. The year after they made the playoffs, and oh my goodness, we actually are a bad hockey team again. Yeah. Since that time, there has been no reason for optimism. There is optimism now, but can they do it the entire season? That's going to be the telling point. Now, they may not. They may fall off in December or January, but hey, you can see that, hey, this team can play. There is reasons for optimism. There's opportunities to progress, so now they just got to prove it on the ice, off the ice, in the media, right. with the fans, with the sponsors. The and sponsors. In, I don't know. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going, you know, straight, you know, Eugene Melnick over here. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? Who who knows? Maybe, just maybe. Maybe Calgary goes on this crazy tear and takes the division once again, and Cam Talbot looks like, you know, Edmonton Oilers of 2017 Cam Talbot. Or Edmonton wins the division and just discuss everyone. <laughs> you know what, what would just, be now? What would be worse, Alex? Hold what, on. What would be worse? The Leafs winning the Stanley Cup or the Oilers winning the Stanley Cup? Worse for everyone else. Obviously, Edmonton fans would go crazy. Leafs fans would go crazy. Whatever. But what would be worse? Edmonton. Are you sure? Yeah, because then they would be one hundred percent. Oh my God, he's the next Gretzky. Oh my god! I wouldn't say that because that'd be because then he'd all, he'd have his own that, statue. That's oh well, yeah, he would. But I'm saying like because Leafs fans, I mean it's Toronto. It's like we said the Toronto Sports Network. Toronto, whatever. Not, not Toronto. Whatever. Critique my oh geez, I almost hit the lamp there. Um, you did hit the lamp, but I almost knocked it over. I I'm torn because I'm like I know as if, trust me, I would go on a four week bender. Yeah, you would. you I would. I, I just I just quit my job. Whatever I'm doing, I quit. Right. Quick note, just because I thought about it. So it's quick, but you know it's going to be another 20 minutes. You know who James Neal reminds me of? Chris Pronger. Plays, plays for a team very early on, early on his, in his career. Sucks. Then he plays for one team for a long time. Does so pretty okay. Saying, so plays one year for one team and goes all the way to the Stanley Cup oh final gosh. and then goes to another team and is ex- and is very successful. So, so maybe the so Edmund- Chris Pronger, So go, Chris Pronger so plays go, for hold on, play, hold on, hold on. I got this, Alex. Goes sorry, gets drafted by Hartford by by Jimmy Rutherford. Mm-hmm, plays there for 2 years. Gets traded for Brandon Shanahan. Goes to St. Louis. Does pretty well. Plays there all the way until two thousand. Hart Trophy, Chris Pronger mm-hmm. gets traded. Well, Hart Trophy and Norris, multi, yes. multi-time Norris. Norris and Trophy. was he traded or he signed with Edmonton? 
Uh, he signed. Signed with Edmonton. Because he, he played he played in Edmonton the 05-06 season. And then his wife complained that it was too cold. Mm-hmm. And even though they made it to Game 7, and a team that really should not have... That was... Listen, that Edmonton team could only have done it that year. Right. That was the only year... The league was stupid that year. It should Vegas be Vegas was stupid. Vegas... So... Then Chris Pronger, yes, makes it to the semi, makes it to Game Seven, loses. Next year goes to Anaheim. After Plays there for three years. Wins. What? Well, he won the cup. Won the we, cup. Yeah, he won. James Neal didn't, but Chris Pronger won. And then he goes to Philly and has a pretty decent run. Maybe this is James Neal's pretty decent run. Just hope he doesn't get concussion problems. Mm, no, he did, he did all right with Philly. He did all right with it. Made it to the finals with Philly. Oh ten, two thousand ten. I say oh ten. Made an oh nineteen. I'm just, I'm just thinking that maybe, maybe. Chris Pronger's Anaheim is James Neal's Edmonton. Who knows? No, because if you're looking at the chronological order, James Neal's... They're very similar. How about that? Yes, they're, they're neck and neck. Both left-handed shots. Both can shoot the One's a hard. forward, one's a defenseman. That's but hey, all, all I'm saying is this. Edmonton needs to... Do they still go out of the, the tower? No, the tower's been gone for... Well, they need to bring back the tower. No, the That's tower was win. a stupid... Yeah, bring back the blue jerseys, too. Mm-hmm. Bring back... You want me to keep going? No, because I had to turn them... <laughs> then they had the, like, the blue like oil drop coming across the chest. That dumb sweater. It was. That, I, that was cool. Okay, they actually use that all the time, NHL 2K5. That I, was, was cool. That was the only sweater. I yeah, used. shut up. It was cool. Gosh, I... Yeah, we want to know why it was cool? Because it was different. Well, it was like the. It was the, unique. It was like when Colorado came out with the uh, the maroon ch- jersey stuff like that, and Anaheim did their script lettering once, and it was just bad. And the Ottawa's, yeah. the Sens, the Bolts, or the Dallas jerseys. The, yeah, that those the their the actual ba- jerseys. The, da- the Dallas basketball team. Their actual jerseys, not all. No, okay, they did have. Hey. The, at least they were trendsetters. They were the ones that put the uh, number on the front no, of the helmet that, first. That, that was a well. They probably started it, but no. yeah, they did. What was the uh, the nickname for the one that Mario Turco wore when he got deked up by Datsuk? The the one supposed to be a bull. Oh, the Minotaur. Oh yeah, the Minotaur, but it looked like just a that thing. Yeah, that happened too. Well, yeah, it was a Minotaur. That's what it was. Ugh. It was it was the astrological sign, dude. That, that was just bad. Because it was written in the stars. I'm just saying, some some alternate sweaters are pretty bad. Some of them. The, any, mu- the mustard one any, from Nashville was pretty bad. Any sweater that was made in 95-96 season, the the ju- the leaping wild wing. No, remember the leaping wild wing. Hey, I like that sweater. The, the Burger King LA Kings. The thank gosh they didn't do the St. Louis Blues one with all the, the Burger King LA Kings one. It's one that had the king crown here. Oh yeah, no, that was bad. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. And they almost did the St. Louis Blues one. Almost the, all the horns, but thankfully they went with the striped, cool, the cool looking striped one. Yeah. But alas, I want that one. Congratulations, Christmas folks! Gift, Christmas gift. No, no, this was a gift. Today was a gift. This show was a gift. You want to know why? Wow! First game or first show, I think this season where we have not talked about the East Coast. Period. Eastern Conference, not at all. Every topic that we've talked about has been based in the West. We've mentioned the. Leafs. We have broken East Coast bias. <laughs> we we mentioned the Leafs a couple times. I will say that. It Actually, no, it was, it was once. However. Oh, Andreas. Oh. It was a West ooh, Coast show. Oh. Oh, yeah. What? 3 1 Leafs now. I was going to say Tavares tied oh, it up. Oh, well, that then, makes it twice. But then, hey, Mitchell Marner, Andreas Janssen, remember that line that they said that? Oh, hey, boy. that line is All quiet. Right. Oh, God. Hey, we got to get the East Coast in here somehow. JT and Mitch Marner, they're back, oh, boys. So then, close. then again, they're playing Minnesota. So, so they close. should be winning. Anyways, so close. Hey, it's better. Hey. Hey. 
Hey, hey, it's for horses and hey. other livestock. Hey, let me see your hand. No. Let me see your hand. Get out of here. Let me see your Get hand. Out here. Let me hold your hand. Get out of here. Let me hold your hand. Let me hold your hand. No, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Let me hold your hand. Nope. Let me hold your hand. Um, I want to uh, I wanna not hold your hand. Give him a little bit. Ah, water down. <laughs> Grab yeah, my see? hand and hold me. I just want to hold your hand. Alex, it's okay. We'll get through this together. One day we'll do a perfectly all West show, but that will never happen. In a, in a shout out to Letter Kenny, if you want to tell Tyler and ask him and wish he was so, if you wish, if you just, no, you can't, if you, you just, can't say it. if can't you say wish it. he wasn't so freaking awkward, bud, make sure to use the hashtag the Keel Podcast at the Keel Podcast on Twitter. Keel Podcast. Hey, even let no, let Downtown Sports Network know that Tyler Keel's awkward and you wish he wasn't. Hey, tell Letter Kenny that Tyler's awkward. Actually, I've had a, a hey. Hulu, listen to me. I complained to Hulu. Tell Somebody to get, get this guy at Puppers. We did have a Puppers. Yeah. You did. No, we did. No, you did. We did. You did. We we did. You did. We did. You did. I did. Yeah, you did. She did. They did. She did. We did. We did. Thank you so much for listening. For Tyler, I'm your host, Alex. We will see you next time. Hopefully I'm on the show. <laughs> Goodbye!